grown men who care way more than they should. Glenn Clark. Glenn, no way. I'm sorry, Aaron. Did Alicia Fox call you the man beast? AJ Francis. And of course, everyone boos Roman Reigns, even though he puts on the best match of the night. Aaron Oster. Guys, look, there was that one time. You know, oh, geez, Aaron. <sighs> You're the worst. You are the worst. This is jobbing out. Welcome in. It is episode number 1776 of wow. Jobbing Out. See not only, you see, but it's not only the year that our country was born, it may or may not have been the total number of carbs that Joey Chestnut ate in the hot dog contest yesterday. I feel like that's low. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of controversy <laughs> surrounding whether or not that was the number. I'm Glenn Clark. He's Aaron Oster, the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and it's great to have back the main event. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> you waited Francis this time. Good job. The New York Giants, who is back with us this week. Um, you know, AJ, I, I don't want to be too emotional or anything like that. I don't want to, you know, throw things off. But I just wanted to give you the floor at the start of the show. Everybody knows that you were out last week because, sadly, your mother passed away. And so um, I just wanted to give you a chance, if you wanted to take it, to, to tell everybody about your mom. And, um, you know, just, just, just tell us why it is that, uh, that she was such a special lady. Yeah, my mom was, uh, she always supported, like, how weird I was as a kid. Like, it's so funny. I um, We went to Arkansas where her family lived, and that's where her service was on Sunday. And, um, you know, uh, uh, I, I got all these pictures, and it made me laugh so hard because I was always such a mark when I was growing up. Like, <laughs> I have multiple pictures with my with my grandparents. One, I'm wearing a DDP shirt. Another one, I'm wearing a <laughs> rock. You know, I'm wearing, like, all these different wrestling shirts and all these pictures, Stone Cold. It's crazy. And I realized my mom was always, like, even though she never really watched wrestling with me and she never really got it, she supported how weird I was and, like, supported me as a, as a kid growing up. So it was just great to celebrate her life on Sunday. You know, um, we had a great service. You know, it was, uh, it was a lot of tears shed in my family. And, you know, uh, at the end of it, though, everybody felt better because they got it out. And then we celebrated her life with, with a cookout and some fireworks, which she loved. And then yesterday I went to see some of the best fireworks I've ever seen in my life in San Diego. Yeah. So, so you know, I've just been – I'm on vacation now. We're driving to L.A. Um, to try to enjoy, you know, this break that we have. Um, I was already halfway across the country. And it would be honestly what my mom would want me to do because I travel. She traveled a lot, and that's what we used to do when I was a kid a lot. So um, it's just been a great time for sure. Uh, it's, it's good to hear that, and uh, our continued uh, thoughts and love to you and your sister and your family and everybody. Thank and you. just um, it's good to have you back. Good to have you back this week. Um, in the- but I am going to be. I am going to be honest with you because I've been trying to, you know, just 
enjoy this vacation. I have not seen Raw or SmackDown yet this week, but I will be probably watching both today. All right. Well, good. Well, you'll offer nothing then. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, you know, it's uh, it, we 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 actually screwed up last week. We forgot to do who had the best match on Raw last week. Well, Raw last week was Dolph. And oh, that's Seth. true. Yeah, it's like, that's a great point. Yeah. All right, that's a great point. So that wouldn't be easy. I realized we forgot to do that, and then I yeah. felt like a jerk. Yeah, so, no, I had already wrote Dolphin Seven. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't really much of a question. You did pick. I mean, like of of all the weeks to miss, to miss the week that we had Doctor Shelby on the show. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> and not only did we have him on, dude, I can't tell you how. So, I, I, I and AJ already told me he didn't have a chance to listen to the show, which we'd normally beat him up about. But you know, given the circumstances, well, we're then gonna, again, with traveling, I don't know. Maybe you should have. <laughs> I think been, we're going to give him a pass. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. So what you don't know, AJ, is that we didn't know. Literally, Aaron and I did the whole first segment. And at the end of the first segment, I get a message from Dr. Shelby who's like, dude, yeah, I'm good. I can do this. And I was like, oh, shit. So I completely surprised Aaron. Yeah. He had no. That, that, that guess was legitimate. That yeah. was, yeah. So at the start of the second segment, I just said, Aaron, we've got a guest on the line. It's related to SmackDown this week. Do you have any guess who it might be? And he's like, is this Dr. Shelby? I'm like, hell yeah, it's Dr. <laughs> Shelby. It was a 10, dude. It was an absolute 10. And he killed. I mean, he killed on the show. Um, And then obviously, what a moment uh, for him. And then the funny thing, so he and I actually kept uh, messaging each other. Like, he sent me a message later that day just telling me about, you know, I really appreciate you reaching out. And it was so great being on with you guys and the whole thing. And if you ever want me on again, please be happy to do it. And, you know, we had talked about him sort of goofing on Twitter about how he wanted to work with um, uh, Bailey and Sasha. And then, sure enough, like on Monday night, I just had this feeling because well, as, as soon as they lingered on the door, you right. knew someone big well, was it, coming out. You didn't know for sure; it might have been like brother love or something like I, that. Even but. before that, I had a feeling because he was so into doing the show. But then, like when I when I sent out the link to the show, he didn't retweet it or anything like mm-hmm. that, which was so weird because, dude, he was like messaging me about how much he had a good time and the whole thing, and like. John Morrison's retweeting the show, and everybody else is retweeting the show, but not Dr. Shelby. And I'm like, that's for a dude that had such a good time, why wouldn't he? Yeah. And so the moment that they they took a break and said, you know, Bailey and Sasha, I'm like, oh, my God. It's definitely him. It's definitely 100% him. Mm-hmm. And I was so excited for him. It was such a cool thing. Um, and it was great. I mean, yeah. it was, the characters attend – um, I, I know that you were a little bit concerned about making Bailey and Sasha more of a comedic segment than a, a shoot. But this, this one was the the way they did it this time. It, it was fine. It didn't delve too da- you know too far down the the comedic hole. Um, so we'll see. I mean, it, it worked at least for one week. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, it definitely worked. I'm all on board with it. I don't know, and I've talked to him since then. He doesn't know what's next. He has no idea where they're going from. I mean, there, obviously but... they they have a to be continued, so yep. something's happening next week. Yeah, so. but I think some of that was already. Recorded. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. no, no. I yeah, mean, yeah. it's all recorded. We're going to see him multiple right. times. We just right. don't know if it's going to go don't know farther. Right. Exactly right. If anything's going to go from there, but awesome, great stuff, and happy for Doctor Shelby. All right, so we assume we know now. Last week, uh, AJ, our biggest complaint was that we were two weeks out from a pay per view and we had no idea what they were doing as far as matches were concerned on Raw. Um, we did get clarity to that this week, and we know it's now going to be Roman and Bobby Lashley in what we're presuming is the main event for Raw on uh, or at Extreme Rules. The issue is the, the other detail that would work and make this very logical and make it make sense in a true main event would be for them to say the winner. The exactly yeah. right. It would be make all the sense in the world. 
why announce that match and not announce it's going to determine a number one contender for SummerSlam? It you it easily can sell that these are the two most qualified. You know, I get it. There's other people that would probably complain about it, or whatever. But this is Roman Reigns who got screwed out of the title. We remember in Saudi Arabia. And Bobby Lashley, who has... Is the powerhouse and has run through it and has you know, been the biggest match in WrestleMania. Yeah. Why not just say this is for the number one contendership? This is the winner of this match, faces Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam, and then it's a, it's, it's a qualified main event. You don't have to worry about people being upset that it's not there's no stakes or whatever. It would be so easy to just say on Monday night, we're doing Roman Reigns versus Bobby Lashley, winner faces Brock at SummerSlam. Is there any reason why you think that might not be the case? Um, just to not make it a... Because if it's a number one match, even... We lost you there for a second, AJ. Try that one more time. I said uh, if it's a number one contender match, you know it's Roman's going to win. Maybe this is their way of make, putting a little doubt in there. You know, I still wonder if they want both of them in the match. That's kind of what I'm... I, I don't think it's a great idea, but it, it feels more and more to me like they're not just building up Lashley to feed him to Roman to, to put him over for... thing. I think they might want them both in it, and that would, I guess, be why it's not the number one contender match, so that way you can, you know, go forward with that. But more and more, I'm, I'm starting to think that's the direction they're heading. I mean, as you know, that would be dumb because that would get us away from the triple threat that we should be having at SummerSlam. Um, yeah, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I heard from a couple people this week that thought that maybe they weren't doing that because they want Roman out of that match and they want him to do something related to Seth Rollins and maybe Dean Ambrose, who we don't know exactly where he is with the return. I, I don't know. I just To me, if you're doing this match... If this is what you're doing, and Lord knows, if Roman Reigns is in the match, they are already planning on putting it in the main event slot at Extreme Rules. You run the risk of doing the thing that you did that pissed everybody off the last time, which is putting a match in the main event that does not have stakes when it would be just so easy to say, Roman Reigns, Bobby Lashley, winner gets Brock. And I hear what you're saying, AJ, but like this is Bobby Lashley that we're talking about, and a lot of people were talking about. Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar as a legit SummerSlam match when Bobby Lashley first came back. Like, there was a lot. I was going to say, not three weeks ago they weren't. No, No. not three weeks ago because what the fuck was all that? Right. Um, But when he first came back, there was a lot of conversation of these are the two arguably most accomplished athletes in professional wrestling history. Um, Not to try to put Bobby Lashley on Brock Lesnar's, you know, he was never UFC heavyweight champion. But he was he was credible and granted it was Bellator, but yeah, but he was a good fighter. Yeah. yeah, I mean he was a good fighter. He was he was not this was not Dave Batista taking a fight at your neighborhood, you know, right? Shogun fights event. Nothing against Shogun fights. I like Shogun fights. It's going to sound like a shot. It's not. But like Bobby Lashley fought in a credible national fighting company and fought for some time. I mean he was a credible athlete, Bobby Lashley. I think a Bobby Lashley-Brock Lesnar match, again, some of that got washed off because the Sami Zayn stuff was so bad, but I still think that's a very credible... I think that's a sellable match if Can you we, made are it. We, are we, have, have, I was, because I didn't listen last week, did did uh, people you know not mention how great Roman's promo was when he said that uh, you tried to fight in MMA and you made a real impact? I actually missed that. You know line. what? We didn't talk about <laughs> yeah. it last week. We didn't talk about yeah. it last week, and we should. That is a great Roman line. Reigns it is a great. Yeah. Been burying him, burying him on the mic. Oh yeah. Oh Roman Reigns. The only thing that 
troubles me a little bit when uh, they start going down. When he talks to if, – if I'm him, if I'm WWE, I avoid any references to why Bobby Lashley left the first time. I don't want people Googling that. I don't want that coming up. I, I mean, I hear you. I, I, I'm fine yeah, with that. I, I, I get it. I'm that. just if, – if I'm them, I tend to avoid that subject. Here's the other thing that I would throw out there. I – I mean, AJ, I think in general, Bobby Lashley has not been good since he's no. been back in WWE, and I think they know that, which is why all of a sudden Bobby Lashley sort of got quickly repackaged. Uh, got new, got the heelish music. Yep. Got um, I I think they recognize that they and I, dude, we talked about this. That's he. That's where he thrives. Make him the dominator. Yes. Let him be that guy. The, the, why do you need? Uh, I mean, I look. I should not be speaking on behalf of black people, or I should never be speaking of. But the notion of having another, have Bobby Lashley just come out and be smiling black guy, like, what are you doing? This is Bobby Lashley that we're talking about. This is a monster that you have on your hands. And so they've repackaged him. I think that's a good thing. I think that's sellable. Um, is Is it the match that I want? No. But I could buy into him as being an option to win if you did make this your number one contendership match, if if Roman Bobby was for the number one contendership, see, I don't, I don't buy that at all. I don't buy that Bobby Lashley has any chance in a match against Roman Reigns for the number one contendership. Okay, I, I would, I would bet. Like I said, I, I think that well, it, look, there could be a screwy finish where both of them. Right. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that we're seeing Lashley. No, I don't think it's going to be Lashley Brock run on one. No, I'm not trying to say. Look, I assume that Roman Reigns is going to be in this match, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, then you're doing the match one way or the other. If you're going to put Roman Reigns in the main event of SummerSlam, are you really going to have him lose to Bobby Lashley a month beforehand and then put him in the number? You know, the well, number one yes, contender they, spot. They would, but yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I hear you. I mean, I just I, I think he's winning the match no matter what. I just think it makes sense to make it for the number one contendership spot and go about doing it that way. I would just I think that's a preferable scenario for what it is they're trying to have play out here. Um, now, having Roman Reigns involved in two matches this week on Raw and sort of tying him into, like, every storyline that's going on on the card, that's a little bit weird. <laughs> I don't know what that's all about. And it does make you wonder about all these other things that we're talking about. It could end up being that AJ's right, that Seth Rollins ends up finding his way into the main event as well, and that's the other part of this equation. There's clearly something going on there. I, I don't... I don't know that I love an idea of Drew turning on Dolph right now. I think that's a little bit too soon for that. Um, So if that's what you're trying to set up is get Seth out of that picture so it can be Drew versus Dolph. I I don't know. You're right. I I don't see that happening immediately. Yeah, I just think it's quick. I think it's quick for that. So so what are you doing exactly? Like exactly how does that work? Does Ambrose come out and screw Rollins and you keep both of them away from Reigns entirely, right? Like, instead of it, you know, Ambrose right. screwing Reigns, you have him screw Rollins because Rollins is is more over right now with the crowd in general, so that could help Ambrose If, if you were doing that, heel. would you have picked the Iron Man match, though? Wouldn't you have picked maybe something else? But, you know. I thought it was weird to go with an Iron Man match in general. Well, I the, think the, the, the funny thing is, it's a 30-minute Iron Man match. They're matched... Last week was 33 minutes. Was it really? Yeah. That's pretty funny. That is pretty funny. I didn't realize that. I don't know, man. Like, I'm, I'm okay with everything that we've gotten out of this. I'm all right with it, but it just – it is weird that we went until this point. They scrapped some sort of plan for some reason. They changed their plans. They went with this, but yet it's not a number one. It does make me wonder what the original plan was, why they've changed it. Is Brock Lesnar involved with why they've changed it? 
and what's coming out of it. Those things are all interesting to me. Is there anything else from Raw that we need to cover this past week? Um, I, yeah, uh, you guys got to tell me who had the best match on Raw. That's so tough, man. It, it really I, – I think it's one of the tag matches. And yeah. I, I'd probably push it towards the, the one with Dolph and uh, – with Dolph and Drew. Okay. I think I'd go with that one. The other one with the revival was good. It was just it was it was pure storytelling. It wasn't necessarily your traditional match. I like the story that was being told, but uh, I, I think I'd give it to the uh, Roman. So and Roman Seth. Seth versus Dolphin Drew. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to argue with that. I'm fine with giving that best all right, match. Hold on, let me update the all screen. Right, all, right. all right, and did you add? Make sure you add in last week's as well. So we get a total update of where we are for the year, as far as the best match is concerned on Raw, and then we can jump in. Are, are you driving? Oh, he's definitely driving. Okay, so do, do we want him updating this while he's driving? Yeah, I mean, you know, man's a multitasker. I don't know if you've heard that. He's <laughs> he's a football player and a rapper and a podcaster, and and it, he can update spreadsheets all at the same time. It's truly remarkable. It, it's it really is. Man of so many talents. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, I'm still doing it. Oh, okay. okay. Well, right. I, I'm gonna. I, I want to move before we get to that. I'm gonna. I want to bring up one other thing, and that's the whole. And Kevin Owens brought this up directly. Where exactly are we going with Kurt Angle? Because Kurt Angle, you know, he he suspends Ronda for for fighting in the ring. He sends uh, Bailey and Sasha to therapy. But you know, Kevin Owens brings this up. Yeah, you have a guy running around flipping cars and stuff. No, there's something to be said for that. that. Du- when you directly bring that up, I feel like there has to be a reason for it. Like you could just write off, "Oh, it's silly wrestling," but when you bring it up, why? I don't know. I'm gonna still say it's silly wrestling, but I hear you. I hear that you think there could be something coming from that. And look, at some point, Kurt Angle's gonna have to have a performance review or something along those lines. Right. So you could use that. As your way to get there, Kevin Owens could talk to Baron Corbin next week and Constable Corbin. Let me show some respect. You know, there's a lot of ways you can go about doing that. I hear you that, like, it, there could be something there, but I don't know. And we didn't really talk about – I don't know. Like, I wanted to love the idea more than I actually loved – like, there's nothing wrong with the idea of throwing a man off a and that's stage the, in, in a, a porta potty. Yes. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. But I, for somehow, I just thought it was going to be so much crazier than what it ended up being. Like, for all of that buildup of Braun Strowman literally dragging a porta potty right. through the bowels of an arena and to this, a WWE stage, I don't know. I thought, like, maybe it was going to get paid off with, like, actual crap. You know okay, what I mean? Okay, AJ's ready. Go ahead. Um, so, after 26 weeks uh, in the league, we have Seth Rollins with 13 wins and 10 uh, weighted wins. So, 10 uh, points. Back in second. Place where he belongs so far, Roman Reigns with nine uh, wins and six weighted wins, uh, and then Kevin Owens is in third with eight weighted eight wins and seven weighted wins. Very good. That's your updated uh, stats for uh, the year as far as best match on Raw. All right, uh, from SmackDown, um, we had we. Like, I thought it was a a weird bit where they were like having Daniel Bryan kind of. I guess you have to address all that. Like, oh, it was it was great. It, I mean, it that, was, it, it's the same thing that got he- Team Hell No over and right. It's it, the weird. You, like, you, for, you forget how funny he can be when he's not being. You know, he's not pure comedian, but right. he's just kind of playing the almost the comedic straight man there. No, it was good. Yeah, it was, it was a great bit. Do you do you think there's any chance they win that match? If you tell me they win the match to drop it at SummerSlam, right. I can buy it. I 
wouldn't just because I, I just I, I don't know about having them be the ones to beat the Bludgeon Brothers the way you've built up the Bludgeon Brothers. But this is Daniel Bryan. Yeah, the, and, and that's the well, that's the they don't need it. You know, it, go, going back to that, like I think it could be a, a big win. But yes, I mean, if you tell me a short ti- a short title run, I could buy it. I could buy it too. And I think about it more. I don't know. Short of Daniel Bryan just being thrown into AJ Styles afterwards, like I don't know what else you're doing with Daniel Bryan. There's a bunch of people on the internet, AJ. I'm sure uh, you'll be surprised to know there are people that are bitching on the internet. Um, oh my god! But that are bitching about the fact that Daniel Bryan's being used in this instead of being, you know, in a in a major uh, top of the card type of match. And I I said there's this a week no ago. There's no room for him, right? At well, this I don't very care if there's second. room for him or not. This is great. I yeah. love this. Like this. This is wonderful. This is Daniel Bryan and Kane together. This is a wonderful thing. And I don't think it's that because they don't see Daniel Bryan as a main event caliber performer. I think they'll get there. I think right now they've got this. Daniel Bryan literally main evented WrestleMania. Correct. I mean, right now, this is the main event for SmackDown. Like, it's not Styles Rusev. This is the big match on SmackDown right now. This is the highest profile he can get. So, yeah. There's certainly something to be said for that. There's no doubt. Um, I love it. I love it. I'm all for it. And the more I think about it, the more I would be down with having them win, even if they're just going to turn around and drop them at SummerSlam. I think that would be great to do that for two months. I'd love it. Um, Could you imagine Team Hell No and New Day in the build-up to SummerSlam match? I mean, sure. Yeah. Sure. I don't... I don't know what you do once you introduce Sanity the way they did. So right, I mean it's going to be Sanity again, New Day going but forward. But is it Sanity New Day just at Extreme Rules, or is it? Or, or do they not really have room on the card right now for anything more at Extreme Rules? So they got to b- drag that out. Through. I mean, it's, it's going to be another four-hour pay-per-view, right? So well, I, but they already have thirty minutes for one match. That's true, thirty minutes for one match. But I, I think you do have room for maybe one or two more matches. Uh, you could slide that on there, or you could just keep that going till SummerSlam. I, I have no yeah, problem with that either. I wonder if that's not the route that that goes. I, I think I think they do face each other at SummerSlam. Whether so or not they New Day at SummerSlam, yeah. and you would and you would think then in that scenario, if Daniel Bryan and Kane were to win, that they would just have a rematch with the Bludgeon Brothers. Yeah, maybe throw in the Usos to uh, as well. But okay, yeah. yeah, I could see them doing that. All right, because the Usos aren't going away. No, I mean the Usos aren't going away, even though they lost, uh, you know, right. convincingly to Team Elna, which they should in that right. situation. Um, you know, you want them, you want them in that title picture, and there wouldn't be a really other obvious spot for them on the card. So yeah, I, I could see a triple threat there. Anything else from SmackDown that we got to cover? Um, you know, it so good. hopefully it goes better than a triple threat at Mania. Well, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it was good to see they officially announced Nakamura was going to be in that match. Oh, right. Yeah, that's then. So Nakamura, Jeff Hardy will be that because we didn't get Nakamura, Jeff Hardy the previous week because he got bit by a dog. And he was on crutches through the tour and didn't wrestle through the tour of Japan, which obviously if he was up for it, they would have wanted him in the ring for it. So there, there was some question about, okay, is he going to be ready for extreme rules? The fact that they announced it, I think. Good news. Pretty clear that he's, uh, good news. He's that. And then obviously, you know, we had talked last week about the Ellsworth and Oscar and what that could mean going forward. Well, we didn't get much clarity on that because they didn't really have. The well, match. but I, I, you know, it's you say that, but I think what they did was great. Oh, uh, I, I'm saying what they did was great. But remember how last week I was like, you know, depending on how well they do it, that might sh- right. shed some insight on what they think about well, intergender getting, matches mm-hmm. going forward. We didn't really get any of that insight. Yes, instead Ellsworth ran away like a scared dog, it, and that's that's perfect for his character. It also continued to make Oscar look strong, despite the fact that we didn't really get. That match, yeah. Oscar looked great coming out of that. Ellsworth looked exactly the way that his character should look. So I was all on board with all of that. 
All right, I haven't even mentioned that we've got two great guests on this week's show. Uh, coming up in just a minute, we're going to chat with the former Terp, Spencer Myers, an All-American wrestler. I know he was All-ACC. Was he All-American, too? I want to... I don't know. I, I, know I think he, he was just All-ACC. All well, he was a damn good wrestler. Yeah, I mean, he went to Nationals. Yeah, at the University of Maryland, and they ended up playing football, and just recently, he had a tryout with the WWE. And so we're going to talk to him. He's part of a big tryout they just had a couple weeks ago. I know Chelsea. He was all American, by the way. Look at that, all American. You tried to take that away from me. I did. I've, you know what? I got a great idea for a nickname for him. How about we call him the All American American? What do you guys think about that? What do you guys think about? I mean, hey, hey, one one guy abandoned it. He's the savage now. Somebody else had it. Someone else did actually have that a long time ago. You probably don't remember. I just came up with that one. He's the savage now. So you know what? There's room for one. Uh, Spencer Myers uh, was part of that tryout, and it was a big one, as I mentioned. I know Chelsea Green was part of it. Robbie uh, E. Robbie E. From Rory Gulak, several, and then uh, Jacob Casper, if you follow amateur wrestling at all. He is, you know, the best amateur wrestler right now. Um, as well as some football players like Doran Dickerson. Mm-hmm. He used to play for the Texans. Uh, we're going to talk to him about that experience, what that was like, and what's next for him. So Spencer Myers, the Terp, will join us. I also, AJ, I hear a rumor that you and he have maybe um, – Bumped into each other a time or two at various uh, maybe social gatherings. We've rubbed elbows rubbed from elbows here or there, for sure. Uh, and then later on in the program, I am so excited. I demanded, I demanded last week that because I got Dr. Shelby on the show, I said, Aaron, it's time for you to do something for me. I said, there's a guest I want on this program. New Japan's coming to San Francisco this weekend, and I learned about the best promo in all of professional wrestling. Kevin Owens went on Twitter and told us who the best promo was in all of professional wrestling, and he was right. It's Juice Robinson from New Japan, the former C.J. Parker of NXT. I said, Aaron, you've never done anything for me. You quit this show in order to join a competing wrestling podcast. Right. You have screwed us over at every turn. You're literally the worst. I ask for one thing. Literally the worst. I ask for one thing. Book for me Juice Robinson. All right. And what did you do? I went out and booked him. Nothing at all. <laughs> I got Juice Robinson on the show. <laughs> so, of course, you guys are also apparently bailing for the interview because we have to tape it a little bit later in the day. So it's just going to be me. I don't care. I'm excited. If, uh, well, text me, text me when you're going to do it because if I can do it, I can. I oh, just don't know where I'll be. Dude, did you watch the promo that I sent you? Yeah, I did. It's, oh, oh, my it's, it's wonderful. God. He says, I got 206 bones, motherfucker. I think. I'm glad I don't have Twitter so people can tell me I'm wrong. Then yeah. he said, I got red, white, and blue sparklers coming out of my nipples and bald eagles flying out of my ass. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. All right. Uh, so we got that coming up a little bit later on. That's what's on track. When we come back in, we'll talk to Spencer Myers, and then uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about – we didn't get the chance to talk about the U.K. tournament, or uh, Aaron and I were at Ring of Honor on Friday night, so we'll talk about all that next. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron, and he's – The main event. A.J. Francis. This is Jobbing Out. I'm excited to tell you about one of our newest partners, Loop League. Find them at loopleague.com. What are they all about? Well, this is very cool. You can link together events from across the sports landscape into one comprehensive fantasy pool. So let's just say you're like us. Maybe you're playing a World Cup pool right now. You want to keep that fun going with your friends after the World Cup is over. Maybe you do a football picks pool that you loop together, and that fun continues throughout the course of the year. Start a league today. Invite your friends. Single event leagues are free. Multi-event leagues are just a flat four. 
$4.99 fee for the entire league, not per person, just $4.99. There's plenty of competitions that Loop League has. I mentioned the World Cup, football picks, it continues, MLB playoffs, they'll be doing stuff like that. I mean, they even do UFC fights, but if you've got an idea for something that you want to do, you can tell them at Loop League on Twitter, and they'd be willing to consider it. They've got 21 events on the platform right now with more coming. This is something that was started by local guys. It's extremely cool. Loop League. Find them at loopleague.com. Back in here for segment number two of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and of course... The main event. AJ Francis of the New York Giants. AJ, do you still harbor any thought that at some point if football were to end, you would consider being a professional wrestler? Yeah, you know, I consider it. I do have, you know, a whole list of movesets that I have in my phone <laughs> uh, that I have wrote up that I would use. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I always considered it. But as of right now, the answer is that's going to be a no for me. Yeah, though. right at the moment. At the moment, you got football and music and all sorts <laughs> of other things that you're working on. But yeah. uh, much like you, this uh, our next guest is a man who's had a lot of things going on in his life. Um, he was a tremendous amateur wrestler, made the transition to football at the University of Maryland, and uh, was just a week or so ago part of a huge WWE tryout down at the Performance Center. It's always a pleasure to welcome in a fourth Terp to the show. Mr. Spencer Myers is our guest here on Jobbing Out. Spencer, it's so good to talk to you, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. Oh, yeah. Thank you guys for having me. Oh, man. It's so good to talk to you. For those people, and I'm going to say, like, I think AJ knows how difficult it is. But for those people who say, man, pro wrestling, I could do that. That's easy. As someone who's gone through the rigors of these tryouts, are they crazy or could they actually do this? You know, uh, it's a lot of different things. I mean, a lot of it, to be honest, is you're doing forward rolls, backward rolls, um, but it's a bunch of different things. Once you do the forward roll, you don't just, you know, lackadaisically get up. You're actually going, going, going. So, you know, as you do it, you have to get up the right way, and then you get up and you just keep going. So it takes a lot of agility, a lot of stamina, um, just anything. You know, if if anybody has ever wrestled, it's basically what what it is, you know, like amateur wrestling, just uh, at a higher level. I mean, a much and uh, a much different <laughs> level, to say the least, man. Hey, right, were, right. Were you like a wrestling fan? Like, dude, I think about all the things that you do and all the things you've done. Were you a pro wrestling fan at all, or was this just a case of hell? I'm an athlete. They're looking for athletes. Let me go try to do this thing. To be honest, you know, I, I was never really, you know, 100 percent like every day watching WWE now every now and then you know I turn it on watch it um, trying to see what it what it was all about but you know they're always looking for different people whether it be you know athletes or people who you know are, are wrestling but on just lower circuits so I actually did the uh, the tryouts twice I did it back in 2015 and you know I got, I got a yes from them just it wasn't the right timing because I was wanting to play football so you know they told me to go play football and then come back, and I did. And um, it's just one of those things where went back, and it, it, I mean, it's just a crazy, <laughs> crazy experience <laughs> with it. Now, how did you uh, originally get on WWE's radar? How did that relationship start? Um, so basically, they have a bunch of different talent scouts, and a guy named Jerry Briscoe goes to all the wrestling tournaments. Um, 
Midlands, Nationals, and everything like that. But I think where I uh, kind of really noticed was at Nationals. Um, you know, that's where all the best wrestlers in the country come into one from uh, their conference, and they all wrestle for the title. But that's where he ultimately noticed me, and he said, you know, I think you have the build. I think you have the athletic ability to be a part of the WWE. And uh, from there, you know, he invited me to come down, and that's mainly what they do. And, you know, not only wrestlers, but this last time and the time before, you know, there's a bunch of wrestlers, football players. I know there's a couple of NFL guys down there this past time. And, you know, just all facets of different sports. But, you know, they want guys who are who are able to compete, mobile, guys who are really athletic and are able to move. Now, check all those boxes, right? Check all those pretty right. easily. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, AJ. Oh, no, Spence, you know, after playing football and basketball at Maryland, uh, like, do you – like, we see a lot of wrestlers incorporate wrestling moves and, like, Ronda Rousey does judo moves and football players do spears and other football moves like that. What I'm do you sorry? think – how would you incorporate both? How would I incorporate wrestling and football or – Yeah. Um, I, as in – you know, incorporate it into WWE. You're yeah, saying? yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, you know, kind of, kind of a uh, loaded question there because obviously wrestling and football are two, you know, kind of two completely different sports with in respect yeah. to kind of the way you got to move, um, the stamina and stuff like that. But the thing is, they correlate with each other. You know, it's like everybody always says: if you're a good wrestler, you're most likely going to be a good football player, and vice versa. Um, I think the way it correlates is just the way your the ability to move and being a big guy, you know, for you, AJ, you know, I know, <laughs> you know, I follow, obviously follow football a lot. So I know, I know how big you are. Uh, and, you know, they're looking for big guys who are able to move. And it's not necessarily the fact that, you know, all oh, can he transition from this to this? Yeah, it's part of it, but are you able to, um, be one of those guys that can be a character too you know it's not all about you know being flashy and being able to have the moves being able to be athletic and stuff but it's also being able to talk to the camera be able to get everybody entertained and everything um and just be able to show your personality with it so are you going to keep the curly fro (laughs) i'm sorry i said are you going to keep the curly fro Probably. <laughs> I keep the curls. You know, I always joked with everyone. Uh, you know, there was a crazy guy that would always go to our match. His name's Robin Ficker. He called me Spencer the Condenser. You know, I would keep that, or like you said, I got the curly fro. So, and I always joke, you know, not to be full of myself, but, you know, call, the, call me the Greek god or something like that. <laughs> I like it. I like it. By the way, when you say there's a crazy guy and then you say Robin, Robin Ficker, Ficker yep. you're, not, you're not doing justice to crazy. Like, <laughs> for, for anyone who's not from this area, Robin Ficker is that crazy he D.C. Is, sports area he fan. He is a legend, man. There is no doubt about that. Spencer oh, yeah, Myers. He's, he's awesome. I mean, he's super supportive. There's no question about that. He's oh, a great yeah. person to have behind you. When when it's the other side of things, he's a little bit more relentless in how he goes after everyone. Oh, there are famous stories of yeah. pro athletes like trying to get him banned <laughs> from arenas and stuff. <laughs> oh man! Oh yeah, 
ton of stories. I remember uh, one we were out at uh, Nationals, and Jimmy Sheptock made it to the NCAA Finals um, against Ed Ruth from Penn State, and he had he had everyone in the stands, ex- obviously except for the Penn State people, cheering Headlock Sheptock because he always had a name for us. <laughs> and it was it was cool to see because all the kids were getting behind it, and he was getting all the fans riled up for it. That's so great, man. That's so great. He's Spencer Myers, former Terp. He's with us here on Jobbing Out. Spencer, so, um, you know, I think once upon a time, wrestlers would look at pro wrestling and scoff and say, I would never be a part of that because it's embarrassing to my sport. I think times obviously have changed, but do you know why it's changed? Why is it that, you know, once upon a time, Kurt Angle said, I can go seamlessly from being a, a gold medal winner to being a professional wrestler. Why have things changed that amateur wrestlers no longer scoff at the notion the notion of pro wrestling. Um, you mean that they don't want to do it? Yeah, but that they would refuse to do it or they would laugh at it. It's... If I'm being honest, I think they just look at it and they're like, okay. Um, a lot of them think, you know, stage, which yeah, you know, it's choreographed and stuff. But honestly, from being down there witnessing everything, it's it's actually more than that. You know, when you're getting hit by a chair. You're getting hit by a chair when you're getting slapped. You're getting slapped. Um, you know, they had us watch some. There's some wrestlers, you know, that they have down there for the tryouts. And the thing is, you know, we, we watch the matches of those guys' matches, and they actually do real stuff, you know, getting hit with the chair, getting, you know, slapped in the chest, getting kicked in with the boot and stuff because they have to have that, you know, that real effect when you make that sound, the oomph sound, you know. Um, so I think, you know, some people look at it and they, you know, they kind of laugh at it, but in, a, in the, once they get down there, they realize what's going on. They see that, it, you know, it's actually an athletic, an athletic sport, you know, that keep, can keep you going and, you know, keep you from just going home and <laughs> sitting on the couch and everything. And they can actually use their wrestling abilities, you know, for use. I think that's what changes a lot of people's minds. Can you kind of take us through everything that happened down there? Like, what what exactly is a WWE tryout like? So, basically, you get down there, and, you know, they have physicals for everyone. they got to make sure you're, you know, in shape, um, nothing's wrong, all your injuries and stuff like that. You know, there was actually, because um, it's not only guys that go, it's the divas, the girls and stuff. There was actually a girl, after they did the, um, the physicals, they decided that she couldn't go, so it's not you know, just a thing where they throw you in and see what you can do. They want to make sure you're, you know, you're up to the challenge and you're ready. So, you know, it wasn't anything where she wasn't ready, just, you know, physically she had to be passed off and checked off and signed off by a doctor. But so we do the physical the next day to bring us all in. They talk to us and everything and then, you know, kind of roll right into it. You go up, they teach you everything about how to get in the ring. You have to wipe your feet before you go in. Once you get in there, you know, you kind of got to make a presence of yourself, um, you know, announce your name, everything like that. You want to be vocal. They want to see that you're vocal and able, you know, to kind of make a presence of yourself and be able to be seen. Um, and then you start, you know, you start going through the workout. So first workout, I know we did, it was forward rolls and backward rolls, coming up to our feet, making sure we get up the right way. Um, being able to move and we run to each ring and that's kind of you know where the conditioning comes in they have the ring spread out so you have to run to each ring get in 
announce your name, go through, and they want to see if that you remember stuff. So not announcing your name or anything like that kind of, you know, is a negative against you. Not wiping your feet is a negative. They want to make sure that not only are you athletic, but you're smart enough to um, retain things, remember, and go through it. So, you know, did the roles uh, first session. Next session was in the afternoon. Did more roles. They added more stuff to it of what we did. Um, and basically that was it for the, for that day. And then you came the next day and they have, uh, they taught us what's called a bump. So it's when you got, see guys fall yeah. and stuff like that, you have to land the right way so that you don't get hurt. So not only do you do it from just like standing and coming back, you actually have to flip yourself over, which for me, that took a little bit cause I don't know. I was scared of landing on my head. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you know, you got to kick yourself through make sure you land the right way and then like I said before is get up the right way I keep saying get up the right way because um, there's actually a certain way they want you to get up where you roll to your right side go on your right forearm and kick your leg around and you don't do that that's kind of, that's one of those things where again it's a negative against you but you know we did the bumps and then after that they had us running ropes so coming into the ropes the right way you want it kind of right at your shoulder blades and uh, right, up, right around your uh, lower back uh, just so that you can get that spring off the ropes to come back in uh, to the center. Um, and from there, you know, it's one of those things where you keep doing that and then the next session, we had a lifting session. Not only do you have to be athletic, you got to be able to, you know, be able to lift someone up because, you know, everybody's getting lifted up Absolutely. and slammed all the time. Yeah. All the different things. So they had us do that from there we had another session where we did the bumps more ropes and everything like that and then the next last day you know you do a promo where you have to talk to a camera and during the promo you kind of it all depends on where you're at in my situation i'm not a guy that's you know a wrestler and i don't have the background of getting up there and yeah i, I can talk to talk to you know people like i am right now talking to you guys but it's you know, getting more into it, being, bringing out that personality, um, just, you know, showing that passion that you want to be there and they want to see that. And then from there, they take us in and the people who have, the wrestlers who are there who for the tryout have matches. So while they're doing that, getting ready for it, we went in and we just did, we ran the ropes, we did everything like that, but we did it, you know, personally. So it would just, for example, I would go into the ring, I would announce my name, do everything like that. The coach would tell me, run the ropes, do a forward roll, backward roll, and he, he would throw out a bunch of different things. So for me, I ran the ropes, and then he said, forward roll, backward roll, bump, bump, forward roll, backward roll, bump. And I got to do it right there on the spot and remember how to do it and not get, not get out of order or else they tell you to get off out of the ring if you don't. Uh, do it right, do it in order, and get up the right way. And then from there, you know, that was basically it. Well, yeah, other than that, it was easy. <laughs> <laughs> other than, yeah, other than that, it's, it's okay. Yeah, right? Jesus. Do you think Do you think that uh, your expectations for what you expected physically were met or exceeded? Um, honestly, I think they were uh, exceeded. You know, it all depends, like I said, it all depends on what kind of athlete you are, whether or not you train, because you have to be trained to do it. Not not 
trained in the sense of wrestling trained, but trained in the sense of, you know, having that cardio there, being able to go, uh, showing the mental toughness, not giving up. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's just, I think I was trained enough from being, you know, an amateur wrestling, playing football, you know, with, with wrestling, you got to keep going through everything you have. And same thing with football. You know how it is. You get an injury and yeah. it's not like you can just take off. You got to go, go, go. Yeah. How much you weighing now? I'm hovering anywhere from 300 to 310. Ooh, that's a big boy. <laughs> <laughs> and and from, what you, from what you remember, last time you saw me, I was only, what, about 265? Yeah, I was going to say you was about 270. <laughs> yeah, I put on, put on a little a little bit of weight, but that's you know, that was the same thing where it comes in with, uh, with football. I had to put on weight, but it comes in again with, you know, translated over to WWE. It all depends yeah. on who you are and your body type. They like big guys. You know, mainly if you look, if obviously you watch WWE, so you see how big some of those guys are, and they like the big guys. They like to see that, and they want to see what can we do with them because, you know, do we take them down a little bit or do we build them up? There was a guy there at the tryout that weighed 402 pounds. Phew. He was 6'8", six, six, 402. He, was a, he had played professional football. So, you know, in his, his case, they were going to bring him down you know, about 30, 40 pounds. But for a guy, you know, like me, they were talking about building me up a little higher. So I guess it, it all depends on where you're at, but it's one of those things where it, it correlates with each other. All yeah. Right. So, so Spencer, if this doesn't, like, you know, if, if the WWE doesn't call you right now, is professional wrestling something that, like, you really want to pursue? Otherwise, you'd be willing to go somewhere else to do it? Or is this more of a... You know, it's the WWE calling. I got to take that call, but otherwise, I got other things that are on my mind. I want to go do something else. If I'm being honest, and I know it kind of sounds bad, um, I was one of those. I was one of the guys that I always shoot for the stars, or I should say, shoot for the moon and land among the stars. So, you know, if NXT or WWE come around, you know, that's when I'll pursue it. But the thing is, I also have. Uh, I was trying out for arena football canadian football yeah and you know i want to i want to I be someone that might sound full of myself but not necessarily in the limelight but someone that's up there you know playing professional sports not you know not knocking anybody else or anything like that just that i know where my mindset's at and where where i want to be so if wwe or nxt come around because nxt's you know uh step right step right below WWE next step up um, for it you know then I gotta you know that's one of the things you can't turn down no doubt um, but you know if anything else probably if I'm being honest probably pursue football again and keep trying to play at you know the professional level you know kind of like back in 2015 when I tried out and they gave me you know they told me yes they wanted me to come but at that point like I said I wasn't I wasn't ready to commit to WWE. I had to get, I had to get my dreams out of the way. I had to get, you know, that um, competitiveness to play and wanting to play football out of the way before I, I went to anything else. Well, before we let you go, Spencer Myers, we need to know. So we, we've heard that you and AJ used to rub elbows every now and then. Uh, do you have any stories that you can tell us, or are they all maybe like? going to have to be saved for like an after dark episode or something like that 
Probably an after dark. Yeah, I was afraid of that. I was afraid of that. Hey, Spence, uh, are you on Twitter, Instagram, anything like that that people can give you a follow? Yes, I am. Where, what's the handle? Uh, for Twitter, it's Spence Myers, S-P-E-N-C-E-M-Y-E-R-S. And for Facebook, it's just Spencer Myers. Very cool. Hey, Spencer, whatever ends up happening, man, uh, you gave us a lot of thrills uh, during your time as a Terp, so we're going to be rooting for you and following you, whatever it is that you're doing. Really appreciate you taking the time for us, man, and best of luck moving forward, all right? Thank you very much, and I appreciate you guys bringing me on, and hopefully I'll see you at some point, AJ, on that football field, whether it be on offense or defense, and I'm just going to tell you, you just better hope you don't see me on offense. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I I would just tell you, you better hurry up, because I'm getting a little tired of this shit already. (laughs) Thank you to Spencer Myers, former Terp, for joining us after his WWE tryout. All right, AJ's got to duck out for a couple of minutes as he's out on the road today on the West Coast. Uh, Aaron and I are still with you, so let's continue here in segment number two, Aaron, by talking about a couple of things. One that we didn't have a chance to talk about last week because I didn't know if everybody had the chance to watch it yet, so I didn't want to jump into it. And then the other, uh, because it happened over the weekend and we were there. Let me start with the UK tournament. All right. Um, which, in fairness, as I said before, you're a dick. Three o'clock's great. Um, <laughs> it's it's just that it's still weird that it wasn't well, live. I, I had no problem with the three o'clock. If that had been live at three the, o'clock, it, it would have been awesome. I, I didn't understand why they didn't just air it live last wow. week when they taped it presumably at 3 o'clock. That was always my thing. No, I I said that too. I said it's just weird that it's... Now, you were being a dick about 3 o'clock. Oh, yeah, totally. You were being a dick about that. Well, you're a dick about a lot of things. I don't know if if you've heard. uh, Rumor on the street, you're the worst. I I, I am. I I just don't quite remember it in this case. (laughs) So, um, the tournament itself was tremendous. Okay, there's a couple things that jump out at me. It's cool that they're announcing NXT UK, right? It's nice that this time they had something to announce, unlike the last time they did this when they had nothing to announce. The problem is I still don't know what they're announcing. I don't know what NXT UK is. And it's nice to have like – I mean they they have tapings announced, which is nice. Uh, Yeah, yeah, but like tapings for For what? what? Yeah, we don't know exactly what format it's going to. I mean, it seems like it's going to be NXT, but NXT UK, we just don't know. Is it going to be network exclusive? Is it going to be on the air there? It's not going to be on the air here, I doubt. Why? Why wouldn't it be on the air here? You have a network. Why wouldn't you put it on the air in the United States? Oh, no, I mean on the network. Right. Yeah. Oh, Oh, you think it's going to be on TV? Yeah, I I think it could be on on TV there. I would think that they're just going to put it on the network. the, The only reason that I wonder about it is that this seems, a lot of this, a lot of the moves, a lot of the contract signings have been seemed to be done specifically to keep these guys off of TV, off of the world of sports, off of all of these other. So if they're just putting it on the network, I'm not totally sure why they're so concerned about these other, you know, world of sport and stuff operating. Because they're WWE. Yeah, but WWE... Yes. Okay. Yes. They're WWE. They, they're they're always concerned. They're always dish yes. and stuff. Yes. So that that's it. I do wonder if they're th- trying to get some sort of on air in the UK, though. I mean, I I'm not saying it's impossible for them to try to get some sort of on air, but I I don't know. I don't think that's necessary, and I don't know why they wouldn't just say, "Hey, we have a network that we would like people in in you know the, Europe to buy right. as well." So this is a great way for us to go about trying to do that. Um, I also have questions about 
is that exclusively going to be where the UK championship is going to be? Like, will we never see Pete Dunne again on NXT here? Or, like, what are they doing with that? They did just have a UK tag team win the NXT tag team championship. So do they have to drop them before then? Which would be all that difficult. You could do that fairly easily. Yeah, I I have a hunch this isn't a long-term reign. Right, well, will they have separate... NXT UK tag team well, championship belts. They did say that. They said they were going to have. They said division. When when you say yeah, there's a specific division, that usually means there's going to be a belt involved. But does that mean that's the only place these people are and competing? That's the or th- these are all the things. Like again, I'm glad they announced something. That's right. good. It's a good thing because again, they it was an utter failure for them to come out of the thing last year with nothing to announce. Correct. It's better to announce something, which they did this time around. Thumbs up. It would have been nice to have a little bit more flushed out at the point. Look, there's plenty of times where you can't announce certain things, but it would have been nice to be able to introduce, like, the next day when you have interest in this thing, to be able to come out and say, here's where you're going to be able to see it. Here's when you're going to be able to see it. Here's blah, 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 so that you can have something that people are talking about after that point. So it would have been nice to have that. I don't know. I'm all for it. I don't know that I can squeeze in another hour of wrestling it'll viewing. Be some, it'll, it'll probably be one of those things where you hear, oh, man, there was a fantastic match. There was a fantastic segment, and you watch that because of it. Not necessarily you make a plan. At least, Yeah, the, that would be my gut. That yeah. would be my gut about that. I, I mean, I did like how they, you know, it seemed they were going through this trying to establish some characters and stuff for that. Absolutely. You, you had the, the coffees come out at yep. the end seemingly, you know, meaningless. It would be a meaningless beatdown if they didn't have this coming. But obviously it establishes their character going into it. And a lot of the matches were very clearly done to try to establish characters. See, and also a little testing, okay, who's getting the reactions, who's not. Right. And, um, you know, see that. And, you know, it was well, great. If it involves more Tony Storm in my life. Yes. I'm in favor of it. I'm in favor of any show that involves me seeing more of Tony Storm. I have a hunch that even if that doesn't really get off the ground, you're going to be seeing Tony Storm sooner rather than later. Well, that should be the case. It should be the case in life, frankly. I should be able to see Tony Storm when I just walk out my front door in the morning. That's the way that I want life to be. Um, It'd be pretty wonderful. Yeah, it'd be really great. Uh, But the whole thing was good. Um, Again, it was sort of a weird sort of hodgepodge of... NXT NXT UK it was a it was a weird thing yeah. I jeffed it I wonder if the reason why they didn't want to air it live is because it was coming out of a pay-per-view weekend and they just thought it was too much it was just overbearing to try to have um you know uh, NXT right. on Saturday night pay-per-view Sunday night NXT UK Monday afternoon raw Monday night I just, like it would be a Potentially, lot yeah um but it would have been nice to maybe air it on Wednesday night when we had no live NXT like or or not even live NXT, but right? Right. Just the, I always hate the best the 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 pay per view NXTs, right? The, the the little the pre show matches, basically. right? You know what I mean? Like I just it drives me crazy. Like I just want I, I I had there was a great show on Saturday night, and now we have to wait a week yeah. in order to get anything that comes from that. I don't like that. So that would have been a good thing to air there. I don't know. I just I didn't love the fact that they didn't air it live. I think that would have been great, but. I'm still all for. I have no problem with three o'clock. If that's what they want to do, if they want to do yep. a more three o'clock stuff, I'm good with it. Uh, do it that way. That's the beauty of the network is that people can watch it whenever they want. Yeah, if man. they can't watch it, it live. was perfect. I, I got home at three o'clock that first day and was able to just come home and I was watch it. it was sitting great. in the office and yep. put it on in the background. I mean, I, it was it was very very good. I'm again, I'm all in favor of this. I think it will be interesting to see how they use it in concert with NXT. I think it'll be interesting to see. Look, we didn't really talk about this much in the first segment. At some point, we got to talk about the fact that they've completely given up on 205 Live being a part of Raw. Like, it is done. It's over. There is no 205 Live on Raw anymore. 
and basically hasn't been since, since uh, Enzo. Yeah. You yeah. know, like yeah. basically. Um, we there was can, a little bit in the build to Mania with the tournament. Like, they hyped up the tournament a little bit, but since Mania, it's been nothing. Oh, I mean, it's been absolutely nothing yeah. since Mania. Even then, it was Very at most a quick, quick yeah. segment. They've basically given up on that, so it'll be interesting to see what they're doing moving forward as far as that's concerned. Everybody keeps telling me about how there are great matches, but they haven't been able to get me to tune in. Right. Um, and that's tough. It's yeah, tough. No, no different this week, by the way. Great match, great main event, but... Not I, much other. Yeah. I, 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 I just couldn't do it. I wasn't able to do it. That's just the way that it goes. All right. So there's that. That's the uh, UK tournament. All again, all on board. All on board for NXT UK, but just want to know a little bit more. That's it. Now, uh, you and I on Friday night, did you go to Fairfax on Saturday? I did not okay. make it down to Fairfax. All right. You and I were at uh, Ring of Honor Best in the World on Friday night in uh, Catonsville at UMBC. A very good event. Outstanding good, show. Good show. Great crowd. They. I was, you know... Pleasantly, so I didn't know exactly how much they would fill it, but entire lower bowl and entire floor was filled. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, it's a bummer because you'd look up and see that they had this upper level, and the upper level was empty. But but I said, never expected that. Yeah, I didn't think. I, you know, I didn't think so either. And I know that um, it was a similar situation in Fairfax, where they like they used just the corner of the arena, and you know, even that wasn't full. Well, Fair, Fairfax was, a, I think, a very different situation than Baltimore. It, it had a lot less. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, it's a taping. DV taping. Compared to a pay-per-view, right? Yep. Yep. Um, So we'll see what that means for the future of uh, Ring of Honor in Baltimore and whether or not they try to keep putting big events uh, there at UMBC. But um, it's it was received really well. The show itself was just excellent. Bucks Briscoes was everything you wanted. Oh my god! It's a match of the year. Lethal Kushida was excellent. you know, just just tremendous, tremendous all around. The the six man match was outstanding. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know what there is to say. Now we'll get to what happened um, yeah. over the weekend. I know a lot of people thought that this was the perfect opportunity for Marty Skrull to yep. become champion, and I did not personally. I didn't expect Alton Castle to keep the title, but. Um, if you're not aware, a night later in Fairfax, he did end up dropping the title, but you'd be surprised that he dropped it to Jay Lethal. Um, and I, I think that hasn't aired yet. That'll be a... Well, but they, they've put it up online. Right. Like Everybody, they, yeah, they, they know that it's happening, so they put it up on the uh, the Honor Club, so they're they're streaming that match. It's out there. We can talk about it. Oh, I'm not saying we shouldn't talk yeah. about it. I'm just saying I, I don't know that it's aired. Yeah. Um, so Jay Lethal's the new Ring of Honor champion, and... You know, that's if you thought that it was Marty Skrull's time, if the only reason why you care about Ring of Honor is because of the Bullet Club, um, you're probably disappointed by that. Yep. But Jay Lethal's great. He's always been great. He's a totally qualified champion. He was, he was in the middle of a storyline where it made, you know, the redemption storyline. Uh-huh. The redemption storyline can really only end with either a title win or a character change. Like, those are the two directions you can go. I thought that it would drag out a little bit more. Maybe he would win it at, like, Death Before Dishonor in right. September. And I think that's, big, the, like, and that's the surprising thing, that it was the first one ever at a TV taping. Why would you do, when you just had this massive event, why would you do it other than... I, I He's injured. We know Dalton's injured. But you could have done it the night before. I well, I guess, I mean, I, the question is, did they, maybe they just, they had right, already established that match. They decided... Then that, okay, Dalton's gotten – he's apparently been working injured for a little while. Right. They didn't know how much farther he could go. And then on uh, Friday they decided, all right, this is happening. And for whatever reason, they didn't want to put it on Cody or Marty. I think there's a number of reasons potentially that they didn't want to do that. Um, the main one, I just – and this is me kind of speculating. I haven't really heard anything. 
you know, the, the thing with being the elite, the thing with they're doing so many other things. They're doing, you know, uh, they're involved in the G1. They're involved in New Japan. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You don't necessarily – I could see a situation where they don't necessarily want to put their title on somebody who they don't have a lot of control over. Whether I hear it's, you. Whether it's – like for Cody, I think it makes all this is the world not to put him on, put on the title because he's going to lose this week. Most likely oh, right, to Kenny right, Omega. Right. Like, you don't necessarily want to see a situation where a guy wins and then his next match is losing. I, even if it is to Kenny Omega. I can, I can I don't see know that. how big of a deal that is. I don't think it's a huge deal, but I can see them saying, okay, we just don't want that to happen. I, I, that's a logical reasoning. Whether or not you agree with it, there's logic in that thinking. Uh, I think you have to accept as part of this non-exclusivity thing that that's going to come. Right. And that... You can't always just have your belts on people that primarily work for you if you're going to allow this to continue, right? Because it's not like there are going to be more performers that are going to say, no, I'd prefer to only work for one company if my options are to work for everyone. Right. If I have the choice of working for everyone and you just want me to work for you, uh, how much more money are you giving me? Well, it's not, right. you know. Oh, I yeah. I don't necessarily agree with it. I just think that that's probably – go went into the thinking. Also, it, it could just be they wanted it on a face for now so Skrull or Cody could take, for, take yeah. it from him down the line. Right, that's possible as well. That's possible as well. Um, I don't know. It, it, look, I, I'm fine with it. Jay Lethal's a great champion. Jay Lethal's awesome. I'm all on board with it. Um, I'm certainly all on board with everything that happened on Friday night. It was an excellent, excellent show. And as so many people have pointed out, that the Bucks-Briscoes was just yeah. an effing outstanding match it was exactly what you were hoping right and that's the thing right when you tell me hey it's bucks briscoes i'm like okay yeah great i'm I'm all for that and then it's got to live up to that and And it did and it did it absolutely did um it was dump early and then the storyline afterwards with Mm -hmm. uh daniels and kazarian coming out and and interjecting scu back into that tag picture we were wondering why they were on the pre-show or or i guess it was just uh scorpio sky who was on the pre-show it wasn't uh, daniels and kazarian and it was because they ran out later um it it was an excellent show, both for the wrestling and just the, the angles it it furthered. Like you saw Nick Aldis come out mm-hmm. in the middle of the main event match, and then on the TV taping, apparently they did have a back and forth between uh, Cody and Aldis. Oh, okay. Um, so you know, it, it's fascinating just to see again all of these worlds coming together uh, on Ring of Honor, and they're doing a very good job. I think there are some, you know, some people have criticized that you know it's become almost too much about being the elite and stuff like that. But overall, again, you go to a Ring of Honor show, That's you're what, going you, to get There's that. a billion uh, – all you see everywhere is Bullet Club. That's yeah. everything that you see is Bullet Club, Bullet Club, Bullet Club, Bullet Club. What do you want them to do? I mean, I, I asked how much a, a Bullet Club umbrella was at the thing. It's 50 bucks, and you know that there, some people paid it. I can't believe that, but okay, yeah, sure, yeah, right? I mean, like, there, there are people out there who I'm sure pay, they, they wouldn't charge that much if people didn't pay it. Right. No, that's what they got. I mean, I get it's it. It's amazing. Right? That's what they got. It's no, amazing. Great show. Hopefully that means uh, more big things for uh, Ring of Honor in Baltimore moving forward as it was a really tremendous event. All right, when we come back in, um, you referenced that the, there's another big event coming up this weekend. New Japan in San Francisco on Axis TV, and I demanded him and I got him. Juice Robinson. He's got sparklers, red, white, and blue sparklers shooting out of his nipples and bald eagles flying out of his ass. He's got 206 bones, motherfucker. <laughs> We're going to talk to him about them all next. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron. AJ will be back in a bit. This is Jobbing Out. Respect. It's more than a word. In the U.S. Army, it is one of our core values. Earned through selfless service to our nation and making a difference both at home and abroad. On the Army team, respect is earned daily. 
And now in addition to earning respect, you may earn up to $40,000 in bonuses if you qualify. To learn more, visit GoArmy.com bonus or call 1-800-USA-ARMY. Paid for by the U.S. Army. What's that look like to you? What's that look like to you? I'm no doctor. <laughs> Definitely not a doctor. That's a broken metacarpal. That's what that is. That's a broken metacarpal. Okay, Jay, guess what? I got 206 bones, motherfucker. 206, I think. I might be wrong. Good thing I don't have Twitter so nobody can let me know. Yeah, 206 bones, you broke one. I still got 205. I know what you're doing. I never said you weren't smart. You're smart. And you're a badass. You know that's how I win my matches. I punch motherfuckers in the jaw, and then I hit them with pulp friction. Well, it doesn't look like I'm gonna be hitting pulp friction anytime soon. After a left hand, anyways. Guess what, dumbass? I've rolled up Kenny Omega. I've rolled up Big Mike Elgin. I can roll a motherfucker up just like I can hit him with the left hand of God and hit him with Pulp Friction. You're smart, Jay, but your heart and your nuts, they're little small, shriveled up pieces of shit. I'm all heart and nuts. Heart in one broken hand, nuts in the other, motherfucker. San Francisco? Whoo, San Francisco! I'm an American. That's an American belt. It's in America, on America's birthday. You ain't an American. Kenny Omega, no offense, you're not an American too. You know who needs that belt? An American. Well, guess what, I'm next in line. I'm gonna be coming into San Francisco, red, white, and blue, sparklers shooting out of my nipples, and launching bald eagles out of my ass. That's right. Jay, I can fuck with you just like you fuck with me. All right? Yeah! Oh, Juicy's flamboyant, he wears rainbows, and he hops around and acts like an asshole. Well, guess what? I like whooping motherfuckers' asses, too. All right? You want me to grab a chair? You want me to grab a chair and start swinging it around? Huh? I'll see you in San Francisco. And you know what? I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, Mata Ashta, motherfucker. Mata Asate, motherfucker. Mata Shiasate, motherfucker. I'm gonna see you all over Japan before we step foot in San Francisco. And when we do, I am going to whoop your ass and I will take that US championship. Back in here for segment number three of Jobbing Out, and I am so excited to talk to our next guest. Saturday night in San Francisco, New Japan's G1 special on Axis TV at 8 o'clock. And our next guest will be facing Jay White for the U.S. Heavyweight Championship. He is the best promo in wrestling, as Kevin Owens recently coined. He is the great Juice Robinson, and he joins us now. Juice, it's Glenn. It's so good to talk to you, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. Hey, Glenn. How the hell are you, man? Thanks uh, Thanks for having me. Dude, it's so good. You have no idea how much we've been geeking out about you in the last couple of weeks. I know we're not the only ones like the entire world is, but holy shit, man. It's been an incredible couple of months, and this Saturday night should be really special. Let me start with, um, on a scale of 1 to 10, exactly how uncomfortable is it? It's patriotic as hell, but how uncomfortable is it to have a bald eagle fly out of your ass? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that these last couple of weeks I realized, you know, as Dusty would say, you should never say anything in a promo that you can't make sure <laughs> will happen. And uh, I'm sorry to tell everyone, but uh, I'm not going to be able to have sparklers uh, 
shooting out of my nipples because of the fire code for the cow pals, and I won't be launching any bald eagles out of my ass. However, I will be decked out in red, white, and blue. So, <laughs> Dude, did you? Okay. On a scale of 1 to 10, it's a definitely a 10. That's a hard task. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine. It would be the most miserable experience in the history of the world, but it would still be patriotic as anything, and that's what I loved yeah. about it. it. Okay, in that moment, like, did you have any idea how much that promo in particular was going to stick? Did you have any feel when you walked away from that one? 206 bones, the whole deal. Like, did you have some sort of sense of like, you know what? I think people might be into this or you're just like, whatever, man, it's just another promo. Well, oh man, it's a little bit of, a little bit of both. I knew I was really fired up and that when I was in front of the camera, I was just, uh, locked in and I was like shooting venom and I knew I didn't really, I knew as I was walking down the stairs, I was like, oh man, 206 bones, definitely had one broken in my hand. So the tool, I knew I was going to start probably 30 feet before I got to the, uh, <laughs> I had an opening line and you, you know, I know, I, I know how to cut a, like an old school wrestling promo, you know, you make sure you talk about your opponent, put over your opponent, yep. tell them the story, where it is, what's going to happen. And then the rest is just all, you know, nuts and heart feeling. And uh, I, it, I, it's funny, Kevin said that, oh, such a good promo or whatever. And man, that's a huge compliment. And at the time, after I got done with the promo, I didn't realize it would be anything to write home about because, I mean, shit, I cut a, so many promos <laughs> in Wednesday morning uh, promo classes. I, I did the math. I did like more than a gone with the wind, you know, me just, <laughs> and some days they'd be bangers and some days they wouldn't be, but. I don't know. Yeah, I'm really glad everybody seemed to like that. I did say, uh, you know, mf -er about <laughs> 12 times too many, but I think that anybody, if that offended anyone, I'm really sorry. But sometimes, man, when you're a kid and you were you were raised on the Attitude Era in South Park, <laughs> you know, Dude, that's what raised me. It was I mean, it's my not... true emotion comes out. You know, I'm the same motherfucker here and there. But you did it in a way that it was almost artistic. You know what I mean? It wasn't like you did it just for the the hell of doing it. Like you did it to truly sort of bring out like Juice Robinson, right? And like that's what makes it so goddamn great. And yeah, it's a bummer that that shit wouldn't fly in a lot of companies in this country because of obvious reasons. And I'm not knocking them in any way, right? Like that, that's no, the way I that did. it works. But yeah. it was perfect. It was such art the way that you let him fly in that promo yeah because it, it was just you know just feeling and anytime you can uh just be feeling it oh it's always gonna be good yeah i wasn't worried about what i was gonna say i knew i knew i knew i'd get there but yeah that's just reps and reps with dusty oh man oh there's none better there's none better than that and it's paid off there's no doubt about that all right so you, you oh, nice. i gotta do more of that you, you mentioned KO, and everybody sees this tweet. Like when you, you know, you you know these guys. Like these are your friends, right? So it's yeah. not it's not that big of a deal to you to see somebody tweeting about you. I'm sure, but like, did you have a sense for like, oh shit, like this this could really be something? Having KO put me over like this. Well, he see, I got off of social media earlier sometime last year. I got right. all my social media, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff, Snapchat, all that bullcrap, I got rid of it. And I didn't know that he tweeted. He did text me earlier in the day and was just telling me, like, how much he enjoyed the promo. I had no idea that he texted that, that I was, that it was a great promo. And then I found out later while I was doing an interview that somebody, uh, somebody told me that he tweeted that. And then, you know, 
geez, then I heard Dave Meltzer's talking about it, and then Osprey's talking about it, and then I was like, man, let me let me get up, let me get, let me vanity search myself on Twitter, you know, <laughs> and see what everybody's saying. And man, yeah, everybody just had something to say about it. You know, some some people said too much, too much f bombs, which they're right. And then, but I think a lot of people could see that. Well, that was just a real promo because that was Joe Robinson. You know, well, Joe Robinson and Juice Robinson are the same person, so it makes it easy for me. Man, it's a ten, dude. It's such a ten. Juice Robinson's with us here on Jobbing Out again Saturday night. The G1 special from San Francisco is New Japan comes back, and we can't wait for that. Dude, so okay for people that maybe had had lost track of you from your time with NXT. Yeah, where did Juice Robinson come from? Like, how did you become this guy from the CJ Parker character that you had before? Okay, well, when I first started wrestling, I I broke in in, in like the end of two thousand eight, the beginning of two thousand nine, in little crappy independence in. Uh, independent shows around Chicago, and my name was Juice Robinson. Then. That was just my name. Me and my friends were out uh, at a diner, and I was trying to think of a name, and we couldn't think of any. I already had a couple matches, one under Joey Robinson, one under <laughs> Joey Malibu. That wasn't my choice. The guy, the promoter, it's, said it, but it I needed a name. It right? ain't great, so but friend, I get it. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it, it was that time. It was the time where okay, I have to have a name. And one yeah. of my friends was like, "Dude, you should be Juice Robinson." And we all just busted out laughing because, I mean, oh, my God, what's that's so obnoxious. <laughs> but at the time, there was a uh, – I can't remember if he was a quarterback or running back for uh, the uh, Illinois football team, the oh. uh, college football team. And his name was – his nickname was Juice, and he was – Juice Williams was his name. I re- vaguely and remember we, that, dude. Yeah, and we just thought that was cool. And, you know, wrestling to me is uh, – I mean, I got trained by a guy named Truth Martini. Yep. I just love a gimmicky – there's you know a gimmicky first name and a real last name or I don't know something I I, I don't want to be I don't want to be out there with just like a regular name so I don't know I was 19 and it was Juice Robinson and then when CJ Parker was gone I tried to be CJP for a little while and that just I needed to get 100% away from the CJ anything CJP you know what I mean I needed to get it away from yeah, yeah and I went to work for Brian Dixon and he had a lot of CJs. There was a bunch of CJs working for him at that time. So I was like, how about Juice Robinson? This is when I went This is when I went back after WWE, when I went back to the Independence. And it was good. And, you know, I'm cool with that name. It's my it's my name. It's a crazy name, but, you know, it fits. Uh, now I've got red, white, and blue in my hair right now. I'm going to come out tomorrow watching ball gate, eagles out of my asshole. <laughs> Easy for me to say, you know. Okay, so it's just a name, you know. Okay, so when you know, I could you have done could could you have been this creative, this good if you had stuck around? If you were still sort of, and I, at this point, I'm assuming you would have been main rostered, right? Like you know, you were there for a minute, but I would assume that you would have been main rostered by this point. Would I think you, I would have gotten fired. Okay. Yeah. 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 I think that I don't think that I would have ever become or reached or started approaching my potential if I would have stayed there. Really? And that's not because of them or their system or who they are or anything. It was because of me. I was not as – I was scared. You know, I was – I mean, working for Triple H, <laughs> one of your heroes, you're, you're like, oh, my God, every second you're, like, outside yourself, judging yourself, like, oh, I hope I'm being cool. I wow. hope I look cool right now. 
you know, it's very difficult. It was for me when I was, you know, 22, 23, 24. I didn't have the confidence yet. If I would have had the confidence, I would have been okay, but I didn't have any confidence because I essentially went to FCW and started training with uh, Dr. Tom and all those guys when I was 22. So really everything I knew in wrestling was because of the WWE system. And then it's just so funny that I had to leave WWE to apply what they taught me to get over in front of an audience. (laughs) But I use all their stuff. I still think about all the stuff that I learned when I was there. And it works. It just didn't work for me in full sail. Sorry, there's a plane going. Oh, you're good, dude. You trust me. You're good. And and, and the cool thing about it is it's working in a place where, like, you kind of have to work harder in order to succeed, right? Like, you, you don't just get to show up and say, I'm an American, right? Like, root for me now. You know what I mean? Like, I was on WWE, like, love me. It doesn't work that way. Like, you actually have to do something to impress people because they got a lot of effing great options over there. There's a lot of goddamn talent in New Japan. And, and yet, oh, here God, you are, yeah. and you're rising sort of astronomically. How quickly did it all sort of set in for you? How quickly were you like, dude, I can make this work here, and I can get people to be into me in this place? Um, it was the first, the first time I knew, oh man, okay, I'm good. I'll be, I'm not that I'm good talent wise. I mean, I'm good. Like, oh, this is, this could be my gig now. I could get used to this was I had a singles match with evil and Cork and I think 2016 around the same time I had a, a singles match with Kyle O'Reilly on a, uh, like a destruction show Okay, I I was there for about a year. All I was doing was, you know, working with the dads. Working with Tiger Mask, working with Liger, and uh, <laughs> just and that's so good, man. Because they they taught me how to, they, you know, they showed me how it goes over in New Japan and how to, you know, I mean, everybody sees our big matches, but they don't know we wrestle in little towns. We wrestle every night when we're on tour, you know. And those guys like taught me the ropes, brought me up to speed. You know, I could wrestle WWE style and do that, but New Japan style is totally different. But yeah. I like it a little better, and I find it a little easier for me. I was going to go there. So, like, now, you know, you're still only 29, man. Like, you're, you're still so young relatively in this business. Do you find yourself sort of saying, hey, look, I can do the New Japan thing forever. We're going to keep doing stuff in America. I can, you know, scratch the itch when I want to. Everything that I'm doing, people get to see. That's the magic of the Internet. Um, you know, and the TV stuff deals that you guys have. Is there any itch that's left to say, I do want to come back here at some point and I want to do something, whether it's WWE or whatever, or do you feel like you could just do this, that New Japan could just be what you do for as long as you're doing this? Yeah, I think that I am just a guy that I don't do good. I don't do good in WWE. I don't think I would ever do good. I don't, it, it's just we don't – I don't know. It's not them. or It's a little bit of both of us, I guess. I just It's not a good fit. This is a great fit for me. Nobody tells me uh, – not that this is going to come out wrong, but nobody – bothers me nobody harps on me nobody tells me that i'm not good or that i am good you know everybody just you just kind of i'm just left to my own devices you know i choose what i wear i choose what i say i you know i i don't know it's just there's no eggshells over here i'm not worried about fucking up i'm not worried about getting fired you know uh it's just great and it's just growing and growing and it's so fun and man all i ever wanted to be when i was a little kid was a pro wrestler and I thought at the time that that meant WWE superstar. You know, right. That's all I knew. But hey, we got pro wrestling over here in Japan, and now look at I'm in San Francisco. And it's right the thing, now. like I was in Daytona last week, right? For Kenny's show. It's 
we're going to go all over and we're going to do everything. And I'm going to be able to live the life that I want to live and make enough money to where I won't die on the street when I'm, you know, 70. And that's all I care about. God damn it. That's the American dream. Holy shit. That's the American dream, bro. That's so freaking cool, man. Okay. Is there pressure? Wrapping up with Juice Robinson. Dude, I I cannot wait for Saturday night and the G1 special from San Francisco, 8 o'clock on Access TV. Um, is there pressure when you have a moment like this for all of the good that you've done, right? Like this is clearly some sort of transcendent moment when you have this promo blow up the way that it did. Do you feel pressure after that? Are you like, holy F, what do I do to follow up on that? Or is it just like, okay, people dig me. I'm good. I don't need to worry about this too much. Well, I'm... To be honest, I'm just mostly concerned with my hand. Okay. <laughs> I, I know. I just, I don't know. There's going to be, first of all, I'm not really the most exciting wrestler as far as move, <laughs> move-wise goes. You know, I'm not really that kind of a wrestler. I think I bump hard and I make sure everything, like, you know, I hit hard and I go hard, but I'm not going to go out there and dazzle you with my uh, acrobats or acrobaticness like Osprey. I'm not going to, like, bust out a bunch of badass new moves all the time like Elgin. Like, that's not the kind of wrestler I am, but I'm, I'm just worried that I need to be able to do enough moves to keep the people yeah. <laughs> entertained and have a great match. I have to have a great match. I want, I want to have a, not just a good match. It needs to be a, a fucking home run. You know what I mean? It, it's the biggest, this is the biggest match of my uh, career so far. And it's, my number's being called right now. This is a big chance. We're at the Cal Pla- This was, you know, the oh. biggest show that we've ever done outside of Japan. The U.S. Championship, everybody knows what that title means. It's basically the symbol of Japan coming into America and um, making their brand global. And for me to have a chance to win that, to walk out Sunday with that title, it, it, I have to hit a home run because the company is calling my name and they expect me to hit a home run. So, yeah, I'm nervous <laughs> as hell. Holy cow, I'm nervous as hell. But I love it because it's going to be so much fun. Oh. And as long as – I think it will just be great. Like the hand is unfortunate. But, dude, <laughs> of course that would happen. <laughs> Did you ever get confirmation, course, by the way? Yeah, okay, sure, right, no doubt. Did you ever get confirmation on how many bones you have? Did you ever get finality on that? Uh, nobody's corrected me, so I think, We're going I, with it. I think I remembered from anatomy physiology class in uh, <laughs> sophomore year that there's, in fact, 206 bones. 206. And I was right. It was a metacarpal. So. Nail- oh, man. Look at you. You should be a doctor. All right. Uh, Ju- oh, my God. Dr. Juice. Um, dude, this is normally where we have people plug like their Twitter and everything, but obviously uh, we're not doing that. Um, yeah. What about T-shirts? Anywhere people can go get T-shirts? Uh, you know, I... I'm, I got a pro wrestling tease thing, but all my shirts suck. But I'm gonna start making. A, I'm gonna start putting more thought into shirts and making cool ones. That so just yeah, pro wrestling tease. All right. Uh, I don't even know what my backslash. We'll find it. Crap we'll is, find it. We'll get it off. We'll find yeah. it. And sorry set- to the world for not having social media, but I swear it's, I'm not a I'm not a jerk of a guy. If you see me on the street, see me in a bar, I'll drink beer with you and talk about the business and do anything. But yeah, nobody needs to know what I had for lunch. So, <laughs> I'm jealous, bro. I would get drunk and I would get drunk and Roseanne bar myself. Oh my god, I'd love I'd love the bail. I'd love the bail on on all social media if I was allowed to. My god, it would be yeah, amazing. Man, I don't need it. 
I, I got a job. I'm cool. Saturday night, 8 o'clock, Axis TV for the G1 special as Juice takes on Jay White. Juice Robinson, seriously, bro, we're freaking massive fans. You're killing it. We cannot wait to see what's next. and really looking forward to Saturday night. Thank you for taking the time for us, brother. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you to Juice Robinson. Appreciate him doing that. All right. Uh, AJ and Aaron are back, but AJ, again, we're, we're giving him a pass this week because he's still getting everything together. He's out on the West Coast. So, AJ, I know you got a dip. Um, you want to get your plugs in? Yeah, I uh, appreciate you guys. Uh, you know, I got to plug the show on Good Morning Football. And, and by the way, I said this on Twitter, and I mean this. Uh, credit to you, obviously, but I also want to give those guys credit because a lot of hosts will be like, oh, you got a wrestling podcast, great, and then just move on or, like, just talk to you about but, wrestling. But they specifically said, hey, what's right. the podcast? And I, I do want to give them credit for you, too. You did an amazing – but honest to God, I don't – like, you guys know that I hate giving AJ credit for anything. But AJ killed it on Good Morning Football. He was – I mean, that's what I do. Excellent on Good Morning Football. I mean, I carry this show every week that I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and credit to those uh, those guys, too, because it was uh, very cool of them to um, – uh, to really truly uh, give the show some love as well, so I appreciate that. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, you can follow me on social media, all social media at AJ Francis four one zero. That's AJ Francis four one zero. I'm always doing something, whether I'm on the road or making doing something for my music, releasing videos. I got another video for '90s Baby coming out soon. '90s Baby, as you know, is the That's song. The, for, yeah, uh, DX with the DX sample that I performed um, at um, uh, Mania Crawl. Um, before us for many of this year. It was really dope. Uh, the song has over 120,000 streams on SoundCloud. Um, has over like almost 40,000, I think, on Spotify. So it's it's going doing really well. Um, dropping all that, dropping a video for that soon. So yeah, just follow me on all social media at AJ Francis 410. We can kick it. Very good. All right, brother. Appreciate it. Appreciate you guys. Love y'all. All right. Uh, we'll do something like a quick count here to wrap up the show. And I will start, Aaron. Or I guess we normally let you start by going off the reservation. So why yeah. don't we start? We were just talking to Juice Robinson. Why don't we start by talking about what's happening? New Japan invades San Francisco. What do we need to know? Yeah, the New Japan, uh, just like last year, they had their G1 special. It was in Long Beach last year in San Francisco this year. And looks like another really good show, obviously. The uh, the main event is Omega and Cody. So uh, Omega defending his title for the first time against Cody. The rematch from Supercard of Honor in New Orleans. Everyone knows this story. Everyone knows why it's big. I'm sure Omega's going to win, uh, especially because Cody won the first encounter. But, you know, this is, again, just another one of those matches that's developed entirely on the back of the being the elite, you know, YouTube videos and yeah. stuff. And it's just, you know, that keeps rolling. That keeps making matches. And it's just fascinating more and more to see how much that's impacting you know real cards it started out just a funny little youtube show to show off their personality and now you know entire cards are being made off it it's just you know still amazing to see and yeah i went ahead and bought the uh, young bucks pops this past weekend that, that came out i, that. I mean I, I i had to do it and you know it's just amazing to see that you know the number one selling thing at hot topic is the young bucks pops i mean Good for them. Yeah. Good for them. It's awesome. But uh, the rest of the card, of course. What did you get at the, the show on Friday night? I you got uh, Young Bucks shot glasses. Shot glasses. Yes. What, one, one of them was a pink one. And it had the Young Bucks logo with like a, a uh, like a rifle scope. Okay. And it said Buck Shots. Kind of perfect. Okay. Kind of perfect. But, um, you know, uh, up and down the card, it's of course good because it's New Japan. And of course it's a good card. Uh, we had uh, Juice on. He's facing Jay White for the U.S. Yeah, title. Yeah, that's going to be – I mean, that's going to be – that might be the most open. You could very easily see Juice Robson. And they've been building Juice 
pretty much since the last G1, I think, was the first time that he really thought, oh, man, this is going to go somewhere. He had some big wins. I think he had a win over Kenny Omega. It was either last okay. year or the year before. Um, it, one of the G1s, well, that was the first, oh, man, look, they, they really believe in Juice Robinson here. They're letting him get a win over Kenny Omega. Um, so you could be – and people kind of assumed at some point Juice Robinson would be going after the U.S. title. They really like Jay White, though, so I would lean towards White winning. But it, that one is very up in the air. I could absolutely see Juice Robinson winning it. Uh, Young Bucks putting the heavyweight tag titles on a rematch uh, against LIJ. You got Hiromu taking on Dragon Lee in what should be a really, really super insane match. If you haven't seen Dragon Lee, uh, you should see Dragon Lee because he's really, really awesome. And then just, you know, some tag matches to fill the card. You got uh, Okada and Osprey against Naito and Bushi, which should be awesome based on the guys involved. You got uh, Suzuki and Zack Sabre Jr. teaming up against Ishii and Yano. Bullet Club, Page and Skrull against Tanahashi and Kushida. Just, you know, really showing off the talent in all of these tag matches. And then Jeff Cobb gets uh, shot at the open, the never open weight title against Goto, and, and they're just going to kill each other. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, by the way, uh, what's that, 8 o'clock on Saturday night? I believe so, yeah, on, on Access TV. Uh, yeah, I think that's the only way you can watch it right now. I'm sure stuff will pop up a little bit later if you don't have that channel. I think... Is that a pretty common cable channel? I don't think I, I. I don't think I have it. Oh, I've definitely watched a ton of concerts on Access TV over the years. Really? Yeah. yeah. I, I don't. For whatever reason. Well, I don't think you know, if you're, are you sticking around at the pig roast? Uh, we'll see about that. I'm not totally sure what my schedule is going to oh, be, but yeah. For Christ's sakes, what does that mean? What does that mean? It means I, I work wants me to come in. I'm fighting it right now. I'm, I, I swear to Christ. I believe I me. Swear to Christ. Believe me. I throw the biggest event of all time. And you want to? I, I've I've been there the past four years. I know how great it is. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. I'm just saying. Anyway, <laughs> coming to my house on Saturday, I'll throw up the New Japan show. There we go on uh, TV, and then maybe the fight afterwards. I haven't decided yet. I haven't decided yet. All it's going to take is I'm going to drink a little bit on Saturday. It's going to take one person being like, "Hey, is that fight tonight?" I'll be like, "Ah, you uh, want me to order it? All right, go ahead, right there." Ah. Sounds right. That's how that's going to go. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's coming up Saturday night from San Francisco. Now, some other things to discuss. A um, little bit of an issue involving Bray Wyatt. Yeah, he was uh, he was in an accident. It seemed, sounds like a three car accident sent him to the hospital for a few days. He has been released since. Uh, right now, they are the I guess police is reviewing it. And right now, he is responsible for it. It sounds like it's an accident where he rear-ended somebody really, you know, really hard. And they slammed into another person. Um, you know, WWE felt uh, the need to release that he wasn't going to be on Raw. He wasn't on Raw because of the injuries. And I do wonder if this is going to have any ramifications for him going forward, both with the injury and the fact right. that, you know, he's in a high-profile accident. Yeah, I don't do, know. Do they decide to punish him a little bit? We will find out. Um, don't know enough of the details right now in order to – I don't. I'm just wild speculation at this point. Yeah, oh, yeah, complete speculation there. I, just, I, I did find it interesting that they felt the need to put that out there that, yeah. you know, um, well, it was high profile. I mean, I think yeah, they wanted to... They, the, to get in front of it, because exactly. they knew that if someone was being investigated for reckless driving, it would be out there. Yeah. So you, you get out in front of that. Uh, and what was, I guess, good news, uh, we heard on Monday that Ruby Riot was going in for an MRI. The MRI showed that it was just a sprain. Uh, MCL should only be a few weeks, and she'll yeah, be back. That so is, That is good news. Yeah, av avoided that. Um, all right. We're going to talk about this Kenny Omega thing, but I'm more interested in something else that involves Kenny Omega. I, the other part of this is very awkward and awful but i don't know how much of that 
Here, you explain it. All right, I'll explain. For people who weren't paying attention, there was another New Japan show going on at the same time as the Ring of Honor pay-per-view. It was uh, being done in conjunction with CEO, which is the big gaming convention down in Florida, something Kenny Omega has been part of for a while now. He's obviously very big in the gaming scene. So he had the idea is, okay, let me see if I can get New Japan to lend me talent, and I will be the booker for this show. What happened at the show was they, they had a great card, but the local school that was helping set up the ring, they were the ring crew, he gave the uh, the option of, of having them get the first match of the night. And one of the people who, actually both of them had criminal past, but the big one, Jason Rance, who runs the school, was put out there. He is basically a, a convicted child molester. He is he's registered as a sex offender in Florida. Um, it's amazing that he still runs a school, but, you know, be, the, beyond that. The, the story is that when she was 15, he was 25, and he had sex with her. Yes. yes. Um, but, yeah, a, a convicted sex offender, so he went out, and this was on stream. This was being watched, you know, I think they got about 20,000 views during the show um, by a lot of people, and quite frankly, it, it created a little bit of an outrage that Kenny Omega would, at least at the time, seem like cho- choose this guy to represent him, represent the company, uh, on a big show like that, uh, he's come out and said he, you know, basically... Well, here's what the ha- statement from Kenny Omega. Yeah, you go ahead and read it. I wanted to thank everyone that tuned into the stream or joined us live for CEO to, uh, and NJPW. All of our talent had a great time and fed off your incredible energy throughout the entire night. I'm incredibly proud, blah, 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 blah. Um, I, I'm incredibly proud of everything I personally produced, but unfortunately made a terrible oversight... By allowing a dark match featuring local talent I wasn't personally familiar with. Admittedly, I'd met Chase and Rance once in 2004, but a lot can happen in 14 years. I'm terribly sorry for anyone in the building that felt unsafe or personally offended by his inclusion on the show. I will personally provide refunds to anyone in attendance that couldn't enjoy themselves because of this. As for fans that were taken aback on stream, again, my bad. I'd allowed our ring crew, also a wrestling school, to participate in a dark match, minus the graphics and music, as a show of appreciation for the hard work they'd done to help prepare our set for the show. There were a large group of people, and I'd very simply asked for two guys that could have a basic and effective dark match. Chase and Epic were the wrestlers they chose, and I was reassured they were more than capable. The match itself went fine, and both of them were pleasant backstage, but I didn't realize until much later via social media, etc., that the first dark match I had allowed for caused trauma amongst some fans. By no means do I wish to support or defend these people. I trust blindly and potentially tarnish the name of an event that was very important to me and took a lot of time and finances to realize. I'm sorry for anyone truly hurt by this and can assure people that I won't be taking chances uh, like this in the future. I will monitor every detail directly if and when we do part two. So, look, you know... He screwed up. Well, but again, you say he screwed up. He did something... If, if, If I'm a promoter, personally, I don't let anybody who I don't know much about without at least a cursory Google search. I understand what you're saying, but this seems like... I, I All of this, to me, could not be more than... Look, I want to do something for these people. We're going to let them have a dark match. Right. A dark match. Well, dark match that did go out over the street. Understand, but a dark match. Right. We're going to trust that these this wrestling school is not going to choose. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, right. Now, this is one of those things where clearly, once it happens, you got to learn from it. But I absolutely right. can understand. I don't even know that it's stupid as much as it's just unfortunate. And... It's such a minor – this isn't that he was giving a guy a huge push right. on Twitter or something like that. 
it was a very understandable circumstance by which something yeah. like this could play out. I have no I to to beat up Kenny Omega about it is a little unfair unless there's something we don't know. Right. If somebody else comes out and says that's bullshit. Kenny Omega knew everything about this guy. He loves him and wants him to have a second chance or something like that. Right. Okay, well then he's got to, you know, then you deal with that. Right. But based on everything here, unless and by the way, you would assume if that's the case, somebody would have already popped well, up. Well, so on there, there is questions whether what the relationship is. Is there? There's a uh, Instagram or something from two years ago saying that uh, Kenny Omega had personally recommended the school to somebody. So. Um, the school. Well, the school that he runs, like that—that's Chase and Ranch's school. Or he's like one of the big trainers. He's the owner. He's like that's his school. So I mean, okay, again, there would still have to be more. Yeah, a, I mean, I mean, like if if he he would have to know. It's also right. entirely plausible. I, I'm not. I'm not saying it's that. I'm just. I'm just throwing that out there. As yeah, a, I mean, but that that does not come off as being anything more than just. Again, I've met the guy before. Yeah. I'm aware of his existence. I. I, you know, I don't know everything about everybody that's running this thing, and I, maybe there is a huge wrestling community where they all knew this story about this guy. I, was, I mean, I I had heard that before. Okay, like um, so, whatever. I don't know. I yeah. don't know. I it I I am not inclined. To... No, I'm not, and I'm not killing him over it either. It, I I do think it was a mistake, and I I do think it's going to be something that he definitely changes in the future because you know that he was the he was in charge of New Japan's talent, and even though it you know overall it doesn't totally reflect poorly on New Japan. The mm-hmm. fact that New Japan is now being associated with that is not a good look for him since he was in charge of that. And I, I do wonder in the future if New Japan is a little more hesitant. They may not be. They might say, okay, this is a mistake. Just don't you dare do it again. Right. Anything like that again. Or they might say, you know, this is something we have to at least consider in the future, you know, when we're basically loaning you our talent. Ah, I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, I, we bring it up because there's something else that I wanted to talk about with Kenny Omega from this week. Kenny Omega was on Jim Ross's show, and this particular quote has been pulled out by a lot of people, and it's getting a lot of discussion online. Uh, Kenny Omega says, quote, When I think about the possibilities and stuff like that, he's asked about potentially working with WWE talent. So let me just put that out there. When I think about the possibilities and stuff like that, it does get me excited. Every promotion has so many good guys, there's no way I would have a bad time going almost anywhere because the depth of the talent is so deep. WWE right now has a very great collection of talent. I would feel like it's a missed opportunity if I couldn't work with them at some point. If I could work with Seth Rollins at some point in time, that would be a lot of fun. The huge name amongst all that is AJ Styles. I'd love to work with him at some point. I like to be able to do it when I can still move. You know what I mean? Now, that could be that AJ Styles is out of the WWE in a year, and right, you know. But it smells like Kenny Omega is suggesting that he'd be up for a WWE run soonish. I think that's one of the possible. The other thing is, you know, he's been pushing for two or three years to try to set up, you know, somehow get WWE to agree to an interpromotional match. But he match. knows that's not happening. I, it's know, not happening. It's probably not happening. But again, you know, WWE is doing these cruiserweight classics. They're doing these things. It's, it's one thing to have a cruiserweight classic. Yeah. It's a completely different thing to allow AJ Styles to compete in something like that. Right. That's bonkers. Well, but I'm just saying it's a step towards the possibility it's, it's, of it's some, not. They're, they're putting guys who aren't under contract on their television. That's fine. That would allow Kenny Omega to compete with somebody else. Right. On WWE Network I, I'm not saying it's the same thing. I'm just saying it's a step towards that. But it, you, you can't it's use something, a step it's, towards well, it's that. Something it's that, that. It's something that was unthinkable five years ago. Unthinkable that they would put guys who weren't under contract 
make that make a show about it. But it didn't them. have a WWE network five years ago. Uh, I'm just saying that it's, it's a we're different... moving toward even at the start of the network in 2014. I thought that was we're not moving towards any world where Seth Rollins fights Kenny Omega and Kenny Omega isn't WWE property. We're not moving towards that at all. The WWE is nowhere in that world. The WWE does not need to be in that world. They're too big to need to be in that world. Um, now you can say, hey, what about Chris Jericho, right? They've let Chris Jericho do some things with WWE and without WWE. That's Chris Jericho. You know, they are willing to promote, and, and the other thing I would put, you know, they're willing to promote these events that involve Kenny Omega when it also involves the. It's not wrestling, right, but they're it's, getting some rub off of that, yes. and that's what they're looking for. Well, You're, if if they could say to Kenny Omega, here's how this happens: for six months, you compete in nothing else. But we work with us for those six months. We'll only make you do six months. But for six months, you're with us. It's not for six months you're with us and then going back to New Japan and use an hour rub on New Japan. It's not for six months you're doing this and then showing up and doing you know an all-in type of show. It's for six months you're doing this. But you only have to do it for six months. After those six months, you can go do whatever you want. Okay. But he's got to be WWE property for those six months. That, they're not – they are not there. They're not there right now. No, they're not. It, there's nothing that suggests they're anywhere near that. I'm just, uh, you know, in this day and age, I'm not saying never to it. I'm just, uh, I'm just not. They, they've surprised me, you know, countless times in the past few years. So I'm going to say I wouldn't expect it. But if you tell me that four years from now that something like that happens, maybe. Um. Yeah, I still, I, I'm still going to say flat out no. They just don't need to do that. They're not in that business. It's way different when it's WWE and UFC. Right. It's way of course it different to work something out like that. Right. To actually do something to benefit your competition is batshit. I mean, it's crazy. You can say all you want about that WWE doesn't have any competition. Okay, you can say that. There's a reason they, why they, they view it as competition. Correct. Like yes. they have to. They have to view it as like, competition. There's a reason that they're, you know, went after Ring of Honor when they started to right. do Madison Square Garden, why they're going after well, World of we Sport. I have no idea if that's true. Well, 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 the the rumor. You know, would you be surprised if it was true? Um no, no, I wouldn't yeah, be exactly. surprised. I would only be surprised I, everything else that we've heard about that situation doesn't make sense. Like I if it had really gone down that that far down the road, yeah, then I would believe the WWE would step in. I don't think it got that far down the road for the WWE to step in. I don't think it. I think that the the rumors were far beyond where truth you know, actually. I, the the was. only reason that I, I I feel like it had gone, I guess I I don't know where you're you're saying. I'm too saying far that down. It, it, everything that everybody says about playoff dates is completely logical. These arenas. Do not book those types of events. Like, they book events that they can move. Right. The, the, we know this from uh, D.C., right? They'll yeah. book a pick, pink concert right. that they could move if they need right. to move it. They don't book this show. Granted, I mean, that this was early April, so this wouldn't be playoffs. What weekend was this? We're, we were talking – well, we I, we never heard an actual date, but everyone was expecting Mania weekend. Right. So we're what, talking early April here. What's the Mania – that's right around the same time. It's it always the playoffs are never going on during Mania weekend. Uh, it's like it starts a week or two after. 
Now, I don't know what date Easter is, so I don't know what date WrestleMania is next right. year. I, the, I, be, it, the it's either was, the first or second weekend. And multiple reports came out that said that they were not those dates were not available because they were holding them. And maybe it was just... And I, I don't think it was playoffs. I think it was just they didn't, know their schedule they didn't know the schedule next, yet for yeah, those sports. Yeah, and so and they, Rangers, right. they, they couldn't give up yes. you know, something that, that, like yeah, that. Yeah, I think that might have Maybe been. that's what it was. Yeah. Um, but I don't think... Now, if it gotten that far... If Madison Square Garden was, yep, date's clear, you're good, your show, I wouldn't doubt at all that WWE would step in at that point. I don't, again, I think potential truth versus actual truth is off in this particular one. But all that being said. Again, the the, the point is, yes, WWE is going after some of these other promotions. And there's no world in which they're letting someone come in part-time to compete that would help give a rub to one of these other promotions. Now, again, doesn't mean that they wouldn't do a smaller deal. I, I could see a world in, in four years, they say, we'll give you a six-month deal. Right. Six-month deal to come do what you want to do. But nothing less than that. Like, I just, there's no freaking way. That's just not, that's such bad business for WWE for not enough of a gain. I get it in the wrestling, in the nerdy wrestling world. We think Kenny Omega is a huge deal. The notion that Kenny Omega is going to drastically change any of their events in the real world, not true. All In needs Kenny Omega because they don't have anything else. WWE doesn't need Kenny Omega for SummerSlam. SummerSlam is going to right. be massive. Yes. Yeah. All of the people that would watch SummerSlam are with Kenny Omega are watching SummerSlam right. anyway. There, it's just they, no. Well, which is why if, if I was doing it, I wouldn't do it as part of one of the big pay per views. Well, maybe Survivor Series, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Right. The, but the notion that it's it's not going to suddenly give them a WrestleMania sized audience for Extreme Rules. If no, Kenny but it, it would boost the audience. It would give them rules. a little bit more, yeah. but not enough to be worthy of giving the bump to their competition. Probably not. Probably not. That's, they just don't need that. It's no. not. It's a different world. All right. Finally, um, we finally got the new season of Glow this past week, and less. Much less cameos from yeah, wrestlers I mean, I'm this only, time around. I'm only halfway through. I don't think I've seen any other than like a, a videotape well, we of Carlito. Ev- right. Well, and everybody knew that Chavo was going to be part of it this season because he had been sort of the wrestling coordinator. Right. I don't think I've seen him yet. Doesn't this. come until the final episode. I was going to say I don't think Does I've seen him. Not this, come until uh, the final season. episode of the season. Um, I finally got through the season last night. It's it's great. I mean, it's it's tremendous. Um, have you gotten to the episode that's just an episode of Glow? No, I've, I've heard about it. Wonderful. But it's so wonderful. Yeah. It's so goddamn Every, wonderful. Everyone, that's the one everyone is raving about. Um, look, it's, it's, uh, it's tremendous. It's just, it's less based, it's less predicated on, I think what they found out was that people just like the show so much, they didn't have to sell to the wrestling crowd. They didn't need the wrestling crowd right. to support Glow. I think for Which season is the right decision. I think for season one they were really worried about who was going to watch it, and they really went after the wrestling crowd. And right. then I think they realized that it was like the Parks and Rec crowd that like Glow. Yeah, the, the, it's it's mainstream. You don't have to like wrestling. Correct. Like you don't show. have to have any interest in wrestling whatsoever. Correct. So there's way less for wrestling now. There is some cool like building storylines. There is some cool stuff that that you can learn if you're a non wrestling fan from watching the show. Um, there's a lot of that behind-the-scenes stuff they talk about this season. Um, tremendous. I mean, the finale is wonderful. I mean, mm-hmm. it is just wonderful. Um, I, I, I forgot. I completely forgot, and I asked too late, and I think we already have, like, three guests lined up for, like, next week, so I don't know if we're going to get him. My buddy Patrick Renna, who played uh, Hamilton Ham Porter in The Sandlot. Remember, like, at the end of The Sandlot, he goes on to become the great Hambino, Hambini, yeah. a wrestler. 
He's got a cameo. It's for a That's couple great. of episodes. It's not as a wrestler. It's really good. Okay. It's really I'm, good. I'm curious to see what it's this really is. really good. Um, but I totally forgot to ask until um, last night, and he just couldn't do today. So maybe at some point we'll have uh, Patrick Ren on, but I think we got a couple of good guests lined up for next week. Cool. So, um, but, by the way, speak, speaking of GLOW, did, did we talk about the women of wrestling at all on this show? We didn't. Um, David McClain, who was part of GLOW, and is, mm-hmm. we will eventually be getting him on okay. when, they, when that ends up on Access TV. Yep. He'll be so. They, by the way, if, if you haven't heard, the women of wrestling, which had been running for a while yeah. right now, but just recently started getting more groundswell. Uh, Jeannie Bus, yep. the owner of the Lakers, put some money into it. They're putting the show on uh, Access TV. Yep, and uh, yeah, that's going to be a thing now. Correct. And when it starts, we David McLean, who was part of Glow and is now part of this, he will be on with us to talk about that. So. Um, I've already had some conversations with those folks. There we go. They just don't have anything to promote right now. Right? right? Yeah, I don't, I don't think really have anything to talk. I about don't think the show is actually supposed to start till like early yeah. 2019. But yeah. have so. you have you seen the roster page or anything? Oh, it's crazy! It's hilarious! Yeah, it's it's a, amazing! Right. No doubt, so good! No doubt, it is really good. Um. Okay, so I'll just tell you, I'm not promising because nothing. I, I have been told that we will have Summer Ray. Okay. On the program next week. Two-time guest. I like it. And I have been told that uh, making another return to the show, Rich Swan. Okay. Next week. So... I know he recently did... Well, he's going to be part of Slammiversary. Yeah, and he recently did a uh, conference call, I think. Did he? So, okay. I, I believe so. So, yeah, he's, he's getting out there doing the media yep. a little bit more. So, I have uh, been told that that is a thing that's happening. Now... Still working on some of those details of if for one of those reasons. And I know next week we got a pick segment to do, too. So yep. uh, our buddy Matt Farmer is going to be part of that from Defy. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've been told that those are two that are on our radar for uh, next week. That like should it. be happening. Like Summer it. Ray, by the way, is coming to uh, MCW, MCW to be part of the Shamrock Cup. So not part of the actual Shamrock Cup. But, but the part of the event. event. Yes. yes, correct. All right, uh, AJ already got his plugs in. Why don't you get yours? Uh, I am on Twitter at the Oster. You can find. How about the A Oster? What did I say? You said the Oster. Uh, the A Oster. Yeah, you know my Twitter better than I do. Oh. The A Oster. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Jobbing Out Show or email us at Jobbing Out Show at Gmail dot com. You can find me at the Baltimore Sun. I'll be. Uh, probably actually doing something around the New Japan show. I might be uh, talking to Josh Barnett p- potentially. Not okay. to- totally sure about that, but hopefully it's something around that event. And then obviously the Shamrock Cup's coming up. So uh, cool. doing something with that. I don't know if he's going to give you like I, he loves he loves giving botches. Like he just loves to. That would be the weirdest way to get a botch in the history of yeah. is to not get your own Twitter account. Right? Yeah, yeah. No. That would be the weirdest. And I don't. Like my my opinion would be no, it's just a right. silly mistake. It's fine. I mean, no, we we, we didn't call I, botch on AJ for saying uh, Spencer Myers played basketball. And it's true too. <laughs> we didn't do that, but that's not our call. That's yes, Brian Powell. That's call. Brian Powell's call. That call. And I think actually that would give AJ five, so it wouldn't surprise me. At oh, all. we're we're calling a botch then. No, we don't call it. <laughs> no, actually, Brian? that's the rules. We have to call a botch. What he's established that in the past. That like we have to call the botch. He's not good. Well, it's totally different than my show. On my show, I don't know. His... He's he said that that's the rules for this show. So, well, it's definitely a it's definitely Brian something that you should investigate. Yes, and we'll see. And knowing how close AJ is to five because he got the three from yeah. uh, before, wouldn't surprise me at all if Brian Powell said you are. I don't even know what he's singing. I don't even know what it would be this yeah. time around. God damn, it's been forever. What what did he have to do for the last one? I've already did, forgotten. That. Didn't you do it? Wasn't it uh, the Kid Rock song? No, I mean, what did he have to do for losing the 
the last picks. Oh, the last picks he was supposed to. He was supposed oh, twerk. to twerk, twerk to um, whatever it was. I don't oh, I gave him Eddie money. Eddie money, instead. right? I gave him Eddie money instead. I owe so many of it. Yeah, I was going to say next right. next week we're going to have to kind of go yeah. down the list. Yeah, we just need to find. I need to get a week off. Is what's going on? <laughs> I was going to say you have about ten things. Actually, to do. two two weeks from now I will not be on the show. I'm in uh, Charleston in two weeks. So, okay. Yeah, I'm out. All right. Um, thanks to Juice Robinson. Yes. Thanks to Spencer Myers. Uh, great guests. Appreciate them hopping on with us. Um, and I guess you just thank Aaron or AJ again. Sure. Whatever. For Aaron Oster, the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and for the main event, vent, 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 vent. AJ France, the New York Giants. I'm Glenn Clark. This is Ben jobbing out. <laughs>